This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We got beat. We got we got thumped in every aspect of the game, uh, especially on offense. Uh, didn't get it going. I mean, we scored a couple of touchdowns there um, in late time, but I mean, uh, never got going. I missed some throws. Uh, we didn't throw and catch the ball uh, as, as we normally do, and um, just yeah, wasn't our best performance by any means. Obviously, our worst of the year. And credit to those guys. I mean, it's the NFL. Those guys uh, get paid to do this and play at a high level, and they came in here and were more prepared for this game and uh, did a great job, did better than we did, and just beat us, plain and simple. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth here on a Monday morning. The voice there of Dak Prescott after the Cowboys undefeated against the spread until yesterday lose outright at home to Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos. A lot of NFL to react to here, and let's do it with our guests. Joining us on the Roman guest line is Odyssey NFL insider Michael Lombardi. You can also hear Michael on the GM Shuffle, his weekly podcast available on the Odyssey app. Michael, a ton to react to yesterday. Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, another comeback victory. Mike, are we past the point now of of the idea that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens can only win a certain way? It's been a few times now this season where they've been down and Lamar has brought them back. Are are we now past that point where Lamar has evolved and this Ravens offense has evolved to that level? Well, I think you can't ignore his mental toughness or his compete to win. I mean, you know, that's been shining brightly since he was at Louisville, and I think it continues to shine. So, you know, look, they ran for over 240 yards in this game. He made plays in the passing game. He overcame some mistakes in terms of interceptions. But I think the storyline in this game was really the Vikings' inability to make plays in the passing game once again. I mean, Adam Thielen has, I think, two catches for six yards, you know, and and they're not able to get anything generated in the second half. If if they could have thrown the ball effectively, Lamar would not have been able to catch up. Credit the Ravens' defense, but also give some blame to the Vikings' offense. How about uh, Green Bay, Kansas City, Mike? I mean, uh, the, the Roger in the sports betting world, of course, the Rodgers uh, point spread move was the huge story. Is Rodgers really worth seven and a half points? What are we going to get out of love? And, and the Chiefs win, but again, they don't cover. They barely covered any games in the last uh, full year, and, and they have an advantageous matchup against that Green Bay defense and they only have 3.8 yards per play. So what were your uh, takeaways, Packers-Chiefs? 
Well, the first takeaway is, uh, you know, you wasted a first-round draft pick. I mean, Jordan Love looked like he was in a tough spot. You know, he didn't look like a young rookie quarterback. I mean, you know, Mac Jones, for whatever you think of Mac Jones, I mean, Mac Jones in his rookie season played a lot better than Jordan Love did, and there's always tough environments. He looked like a guy that's got a long way to go. So that, that was my first reaction. Second reaction was, look, you know, Patrick Mahomes isn't playing well. I mean, you know, we could talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about it, but he's just not playing well. He's missing throws. He's not trusted his reads. He's not thrown to the open guy, you know, and, and didn't score in the second half of that game. They're fortunate that Mason Crosby couldn't make a kick or else that game's going to go to overtime at some point. You know, I was really disappointed with the Chiefs. I wasn't disappointed with the Packers because I had no real expectations with Jordan Love and the Packer offense to really get going. I mean, they ran the ball effectively, but it was a hard game for Love to go into, especially against Spagnola and all his blitzes. Look, the last four weeks of the season, you know, the Chiefs defense has played well enough to be really good. It's the Chiefs offense that has been a disaster. Mike, what about, excuse me, Cardinals 49ers? I am just done with this 49ers team. I mean, they can't win at home. Kyle Shanahan seems overrated. What were your takeaways from that game yesterday? You know, it's funny. I mean, you know, we're a betting show, and and I think that the last two weeks, you know, bettors have learned their lesson. I mean, the Vikings get to play against Cooper Rush and the line moves significantly into their favor. You know, the, the Cowboys go from being the favorite to a significant underdog by the time the ball kicks in the air. And the same, and then they win outright. The same thing happens with Arizona. Arizona's a two-and-a-half-point favorite at the beginning of the week. By the time the ball got kicked in the air, they were a six-point dog. And all this line movement that we talk about all week long ends up being irrelevant. I mean, it ends up being irrelevant because, you know, was there any more line movement than in the Eagle game? I mean, that Eagle game was, you know, that the line was moving constantly to the Eagles and they couldn't cover. But to answer your question about the 49ers, they, they don't play well. They're soft. You know, they, they can't drop back pass because they can't pass protect. I mean, they can't pass protect. I think we learned two things about the NFC West last night. The Rams, their offensive line is not good. And the 49ers, when it becomes a drop back pass game, when they get behind 14 to nothing in the first quarter, it's over with for them. They can't throw the ball. They can't protect well enough to make plays. And then they turn the ball over. And for Colt McCoy to come in off the bench and do what he did, hats off to Cliff Kingsbury. He did a great job. Mike Lombardi, Odyssey NFL Insider, joining us here. Mike, a lot of noise around the the Browns last week with Odell Beckham situation. He's out. They go to Cincinnati, and they just blow the doors off of Cincinnati. What did you make of that? Was that more about Cincinnati not playing well for a second straight week? Or, or the Browns find themselves? Did something click yesterday with a Browns team that has kind of been in a malaise now for about a month? Well, I mean, look, the Browns only had the ball 23 minutes. They, you know, I, I think Baker threw the ball 21 times in the game. I mean, what the Browns did was they turned the ball over from a bad Bengal mistake. The Bengals turned the ball over horribly, and they couldn't convert on third down. And the Browns did what they typically have to do is they made big plays, the 70-yard touchdown run by Nick Chubb, the 60-yard touchdown pass by Donovan Peoples-Jones. Look, Peoples-Jones has been a better receiver for the Browns over the last year and a half than than ever, ever uh, Odell Beckham was. I mean, we make so much about Odell. Odell wasn't playing well. Odell wasn't playing well. And so, uh, you know, so I think that this is one of those days where the Browns didn't lose the game. They played smart, and they let the the Bengals beat themselves, essentially. The Bengals had the ball 36 minutes in this game, 
and they couldn't sustain themselves. They had drop passes, turnovers, fumbles, their offensive line, their protection broke down. So I, I think it was serious. I mean, look, the, the, the Bengals, they get the bye week, I think, this week coming up, so they have an opportunity to, to kind of regroup. But until they fix this offensive line, I don't know if they can continually be a team that we would say is a playoff-bound team. Uh, Mike, if you were not aware, Scott Hansen was going to make sure that you knew Josh Allen against Josh Allen yesterday. Unbelievable. Uh, but but the Bills' Josh Allen, he was the MVP favorite going into the week. When, when you don't score a touchdown against this Jaguars defense, uh, can you win the MVP? No, I think he just lost it yesterday. I don't think there's no doubt he lost it yesterday. I mean, how do you do that? I mean, his inconsistent play. I mean, how, if I would have told you that you that the that the Browns were going to hold the the Jaguars to nine points, you said that makes sense, right? The Jags can't score. James Robinson's not in the game. What are they going to do? You know how are they going to move the ball, right? And so they did. And yet, this is just a, a classic example of a team that has lost their identity a little bit. I mean, they you know Josh Allen's the leading rusher with five carries. You know, Singletary has six carries. They don't even try to run the ball. They don't even try to run the ball. And so now all of a sudden he's turning the ball over. He's making plays. And, of course, it makes Scott Hansen happy because Scott can talk about Josh Allen versus Josh Allen. And then he can also coach the entire game both ways. I mean, no one coaches both teams better than Coach Hansen. I mean, he can coach both teams. Not that he knows what he's talking about, but he's coaching both teams. So... You know, I, I think it's it's clear. You know, I mean, it made his day to see Josh Allen sack Josh Allen. I, I didn't really make mine, and I feel bad for all the people in the Survivor Contest that picked the Bills. Well, yeah, Mike, and it, had to hear about Scott Hansen overreacting to it as well. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, enough is enough. I mean, that's why there's a mute button. You know, you don't need it. You, you can always <laughs> mute, you know. It's always a good thing to mute. I, 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 I find it to be enjoyable. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where do you rank the tight this Titans team? They pick up another big win over the Rams without their best player. What's been your assessment of this Titans team? Well, I think Mike Vrabel's coach of the year. I think there's no doubt. I mean, Mike Vrabel's done a great job, and they've improved leaps and bounds defensively. I mean, they kicked the butt of the Rams. The Rams are soft. I mean, let's make no bones about it. The Rams are not this tough physical team, and they're undisciplined. I mean, they're, they're completely undisciplined. I mean, they they – they basically, that game was a definition of how to lose a game. Personal fouls, stupid mistakes. I mean, they, they, they give them 14 points on turnovers. And, you know, it, it, what happens a lot of times in the NFL is because Matthew Stafford is so good, he lures you into thinking, okay, we're just going to throw it all the time. We're going to throw it. 
and we'll be in shotgun and we'll get into empty. They got into empty last night. They couldn't block Jeffrey Simmons. He had three sacks in the first 10 minutes of the game. I mean, the left guard couldn't block him. Like, at some point, you've got to adjust. And I know Sean McVay's a great coach. But at some point, you've got to see what you're seeing on the field. Adjust it. There was no way they could protect it. And he's an empty all the time. And it's great. It looks great on a blackboard. But your quarterback's getting killed. And you can't block him. And they just took the game right to him. I mean, you could just almost hear. You could almost hear Vrabel telling his team, look, let's just punch him in the mouth. They're soft. They're front runners, and they're soft. And that's what they are. The Rams are front runners. Let's make no mistake about it. They are complete front runners. When they can get ahead and everything's going good, they're great. But when they have to dig deep and show mental toughness like a true championship football team needs to do, they haven't demonstrated that yet. No, they haven't. Mike, you mentioned earlier Josh Allen may have lost the MVP yesterday. Yesterday was a tough day for MVP hopefuls. Allen lost. Stafford lost. Dak Prescott lost. Kyler Murray didn't play. Tom Brady was on a bye. Uh, of the two guys that probably made a leap yesterday, we already talked about Lamar Jackson. Let's talk about Justin Herbert. Tough couple games before yesterday. And, Mike, yesterday I was at that game in Philadelphia. If it wasn't for him diving in the end zone for a touchdown run, I don't think his jersey would have had a grass stain on it. Herbert was not touched. He was not sacked. And he was nearly perfect in the passing game. Your thoughts on Herbert and how he dissected the Eagles yesterday? Well, I mean, he throws three, six incompletions the entire day. Six, Right. And, and just go look at the stat sheet. The Eagles' defensive backs never touched the ball. They never, there was no passes defended by an Eagle defensive player yesterday. None. None. Now, let's just take this a step further. In, the, in Playing against Prescott, Mahomes, Brady, Carr, and then Herbert, this Eagle defense has allowed 142 completions in 170 attempts. They've only allowed 28 completions over those five games. 28 completions in those five games. Incompletions. They can't get their hands up. They're playing They're playing weak cover zone. They're playing cover six. They're playing cover two. And they're basically telling the quarterback, you can throw it any way you want. Because they're saying our defensive line is going to get pressure on the quarterback, which they never did on Herbert. The biggest advantage that the Eagles had in the game was when every time Joe Lombardi, he called a run. It almost helped the Eagles a little bit, especially in short yardage when he was calling runs. Like, just let the kid cook it. He was incredible. That game should have been closed. I thought Stanley made mistakes trying to go for it down the red zone, especially on the opening drive of the game. Take the points. If the Eagles have to play from, they don't have a passing game. The Eagles don't. I mean, this is a starting quarterback in the National Football League in Jalen Hurts who can't throw for 200 yards in any game. He's going to throw 140 yards almost every day. It's all his running ability that hurts you. It's a college offense. A disgusting display by the Saints yesterday for three quarters. Then they finally wake up in quarter number four. What's Sean Payton going to do? You're sitting at five and three. You're in the playoff picture, uh, but no Jameis. You, you stick with Simeon or what? Well, I think he gets back to I – mean, the last time they played, the last time they played uh, the Falcons, I mean, those are the two games that Taysom Hill played in. And, I, and he threw for – I mean, he was really good at both those games. They won both those games last year. Now, obviously, the Falcons are a little bit different defense. But, you know, I mean, he was 46 for 61 in those two games for 442 yards and two touchdowns. I think they go back to him. I think they go back to him and get him going. I think they go back to him. They, get, they, they, they let Taysom Hill kind of run it over. They need a receiver. Whether they sign Beckham today after 4 o'clock, I don't know. But they need some juice. Harris, they're the receiver. He's been their main guy. Yesterday, the other issue was Kamara only touched the ball 17 times. He had 13 rushes, and he only had four receptions. He's got to be a bigger part of the offense. 
Yeah. Tonight on Monday Night Football, is there anything that you like? Bears at Steelers? Uh, you know, I, I, this one's hard for me. I mean, I, I, my line says this should be about a 6.2 line, the line six and a half. If I lean anywhere, I would. the way this weekend was going, I would take the dogs and the points on the road. I don't trust the Bears. The Bears can't. In the bad offensive lines don't travel. And I think the strength of the Steelers is their defensive front. They're playing really well. Highsmith has improved tremendously, which is why they traded Ingram the other day. You know, and then T.J. Watt's been a real force. It, you know, it's going to come down to can Justin Fields make some plays in the passing game. And it's also going to come down to can Big Ben make some plays in the passing game. So, to me, this is a pass game. Mike, uh, Monday Night Football tonight. You mentioned Odell Beckham. Four o'clock tonight is when the waivers will clear. Four o'clock. We have about 30 seconds here. Are the Saints the best spot for him? Where, where do you think Odell Beckham could land, and where do you think a good spot for him would be to land? Well, I think Russell Wilson wants him out in Seattle, and I think that probably would be a good spot. If the quarterback wants you, you know you're going to get the football. Good stuff. Mike Lombardi there. He was our guest on the Roman Guest Center, Odyssey NFL Insider. Get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash Beckuel now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Beckham to the Seahawks. Interesting if that happens. Guys, we heard that report yesterday. He, uh, If he goes to a losing team, he, he could be a problem or give issues to that team. I mean, the Seahawks are not a losing franchise, but they do have a losing record right now. There's, there's like no perfect spot for Odell. We'll see where that ends up, and we'll react, of course, tomorrow. Coming up next, we'll go over the NFC, the futures here, and how it looks after week nine. Download your favorite BetQL shows anytime from the Odyssey app or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, The Daily Tip. You better you bet. And, of course, bet MGM tonight. This is BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook.